Welcome to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast, where Pastor Jeff Cranston, along with our host, Jen Denton, will discuss biblical theology in an understandable way. You'll discover how to apply biblical truth to your life. Thanks for joining us at the table. Let's get started. Well, hello again, y'all, and welcome to Kitchen Table Theology. I'm your host, Jen Denton, and along with Pastor Jeff Cranston, we're discovering what the scripture teaches regarding doctrine and theology. You know, things that a lot of Christians think are too difficult to tackle, too hard to understand, and too out of reach. And we're always attempting to do this in a way that applies to the lives that we live. We do this because we agree with what theologian Kelly Capick said. One of the great dangers in theology is making our faith something we discuss rather than something that moves us. We want to help you understand God's words so that the life application you might draw from them is alignment with his word. And we continue today in our series on homardiology, the doctrine of sin, where Pastor Jeff and I are going to go slightly off the beaten path in this doctrine and answer a question that many people often wonder about. Is there another chance to follow Christ after death? So Pastor Jeff, what do you say to that? We're just tackling all kind of fun questions here. We uh, are. We called it the doom and gloom session. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, before I get to that, just hello again, everybody, Kitchen Table Theology community. We're so glad that you have joined us, and we're really grateful for your support and your encouragement along the way. And Jen, I've gotten a few emails and texts and just some people that I see know you've not been feeling well lately and ask me, how's Jen doing? So if you don't (laughs) mind, how is Jen doing? We are trucking right along. Our entire family has been ill recently. And a funny story was my husband and I, as you can imagine, husband and wives, how shall I put this on a recorded podcast? We deal with sickness in different ways. Um, (laughs) Husbands out there, you and definitely wives, you know what I'm talking about. And one day I walked into the room that my husband was kind of camped out in. and He's just staring out into space. And I said, babe, like, you still with us? What's going on? And he said, I've watched all the shows. I've read all the things. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> so we both kind of reached the end of our rope there. You know, sickness kind of has a way of making you slow down, whether you want to or yeah. not. But we are all definitely on the mend and praising the Lord in the, the midst of everything. Well, you certainly sound better. And Kitchen Table Theologian, we are, Jen and I are again, separated by a few hundred miles and we're doing today's podcast via zoom which we're very grateful for so if mm-hmm. the uh, recording quality is a little less than what you're used to but let's just jump in here and you and Jen you you just right out of the gate hit me between the eyes with this question we're just jumping right in I mean when yeah. it comes to something like this just rip off the band-aid just do it so the question <laughs> is today are we given another chance to choose to follow Christ after death? Like I didn't do it in my life and I die. Am I then given a second chance to respond to Christ and the gospel? Mm -hmm. I got to admit that sounds appealing, but the answer is the Bible doesn't give us that option. Yeah, everybody loves a good second chance story. You know, we could, and and hey, we could get away with a lot more down here if that were the case. <laughs> yeah, it would be absolutely frightening, I think. I think so too. And that 
right there, you are touching, I think, exactly on why we are not given that as an option. So well done to you. The guarantee of another chance after we die to receive salvation certainly does, I mean, that that seems to be very desirable, doesn't it? But mm. think about it a second with me. If that were the case, if we had a second chance after we died and we knew about it, people like Hitler, Stalin, you name the just the brutal demagogues of history, they would have been able to get away doing all that they did, killing millions of people with no possibility of judgment because of their sins. You know, it's kind of like just do your thing here on earth, then grab the get out of jail free card after you die. And, you know, giving folks a second chance after they die is a great incentive to be as wicked as possible in your earthly life. Mm -hmm. So let's just flat out address that original question. Is there another chance to choose to follow Christ after death? Well, simply and frankly, the biblical answer is an unequivocal no. Mm. And however many languages you can say no in. No, <laughs> not, yet. <laughs> yet, not, I don't, not, I don't need, <laughs> however you want to say no, it is no. The most obvious example I think of this teaching is found in Luke 16. I referenced this in the very last podcast when we were talking about a guy named Lazarus, and we had to make sure this wasn't Jesus's friend that he raised from the dead, Lazarus. No, this is another Lazarus. And Jesus is talking about the afterlife of a man named Lazarus. In Luke 16, 26, he says, and besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed so that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. Mm -hmm. So here the teaching of Christ clearly notes there is no option for changing our eternal destiny in the afterlife. He does not indicate that the rich man could make up for lost opportunities after he died. And Christ's teaching seems to leave no doubt that the opportunity for Lazarus's brothers to avoid the same fate is in this lifetime. So further, in contrast to the idea of reincarnation, the Bible teaches that all people experience death once and then comes judgment. That's Hebrews 9.27. I think you could say it like this. Our eternal destiny is determined by our earthly life. Our eternal destiny is determined by our earthly life. After this life, the only options that exist are eternity with Christ or eternity apart from Christ. You mentioned reincarnation, and it reminds me of another separate teaching, another type of teaching that we talked about in our last podcast, that seven-syllable big word, annihilationism. Does that have a foothold? here? Does it come into play at all? I know it's a growing belief among even a lot of evangelicals. So how does that come into play here at all? Well, yeah, this passage, that Luke 16 passage, pokes all kinds of holes in the concepts of annihilation and purgatory, the Catholic doctrine of purgatory. Annihilation is that idea that those who do not make it to heaven simply have their souls annihilated, like they just simply disappear, as some teach it, there, if you die without Christ, there still is some 
punishment and torment and suffering, but it's not eternal. That after you go into your time of suffering, God sets a timer. And then when the timer dings, then God <laughs> annihilates you. That's kind of the idea that unbelievers will, will be wiped out or annihilated sometime after their death. Now, purgatory, and we've all probably heard of purgatory, is the Roman Catholic tradition based on, it's really based on the extra-biblical book of Second Maccabees. You know, the Catholic Bible is different from the Protestant Bible, and they have other books between the Testaments, First and Second Maccabees being two of them. So the purgatory doctrine comes out of 2 Maccabees and also their church tradition. And they teach there's an area of limbo or transition in which souls can dwell and then later reach heaven. That's why many Catholics will light candles and they'll pray for the souls in purgatory that they might be released from purgatory and be allowed into heaven. And neither idea of purgatory or annihilationism finds biblical support. And I think it's Philippians 2 that says, you know, it declares that at the end of time, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I've always thought that's just this incredible, powerful verse so isn't that teaching that one day even those who oppose Jesus in this life will bow before him? Yeah, it certainly does. However, at that time, it will be too late for them to change their situation. Yeah. After death, all that remains for the unbeliever is judgment. If you read through Revelation 20, especially verses 14 and 15, you'll see that's made very clear. And that's why we must come to faith in Christ in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. and, and I think we even, we see that played out in film. We see that played out, it, even if you've watched somebody get devastating news, you know, what do they do? They drop to their knees. You know, it's this, this is the end of me. I'm in full reverence of whatever, you know, I'm in the face of. So I, I think we can kind of resonate with that. Yep. You know, and as we talk about this, it, it seems to me that the greater our understanding of all this the greater our motivation to share the gospel with people who don't know Jesus should be, you know, that there should also be this sense of urgency and passion that's underlying that and, and pushing us to be vocal with those around us. Yeah, totally agree with you on that. In fact, the Lord offers many of us many chances to accept his salvation on this earth. And many people have been given and are being given multiple opportunities to respond to him. And when we understand that, our second chance is already here. You know, a lot of people who think, well, God's unfair, you know, he should give us a second chance even after we die. Well, you know, if you've heard the gospel and you've heard the gospel multiple times on this earth and you continue to say no to Jesus Christ, You've had your second chance, and he's likely giving you a fourth, fifth, and tenth chance. Mm. But, you know, well, I want, I want one more. Well, you don't get one more after you die, that's for sure. You know, Abraham told the rich man back in Luke 16 again something very interesting. He said, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, you know, he's talking about the guy's brothers who were still alive on earth. If they won't listen to Moses, if they won't listen to the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. Mm. 
Yet we have both scripture, we have Moses, we have Abraham's writings, we have the prophets, and we have the resurrection of Jesus. So there's ample evidence to accept the salvation that Christ offers in this life. But it's very clear biblically that once this life is over, there will be no more second chances. What does the Bible say? Today is the day of salvation. You know, this is such an important topic, and I'd like to add another thought here. In the Gospel of John, we find Jesus teaching the disciples one day about the future and our Father's house. And he says, if it were not so, I would have told you. If it were not so, I would have told you. Can we pull from that, that if something is so, if something is a reality, if something is right and true, then Jesus has told us about it. You know, it kind of reminds me of the parent that has the child that's not listening. And you say, are you listening to the words that are coming out of my mouth? You know, <laughs> Therefore, if there was a second chance after death to receive salvation, it seems to me that that might might be something that Jesus would have mentioned. I think that's an excellent point, Reverend Dr. Denton. When is your theology book coming out? You should write one. You're... Yeah, right after my How to Be a Rockstar Mom and Wife comes out. <laughs> Perfection in all its its areas. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to go back through and pull some of the gems that you have shared with us over now 72 podcasts. Um, <laughs> That would be a good book. You know, when you take a deep dive into some of the teachings of Christ, we see that there is an immediacy, an urgency about entering God's kingdom. When you listen and read what Jesus says, you, you sense there's an urgency. You sense there's an immediacy from him. Think about it with me a moment, kitchen table theologian. So Jesus says, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm -hmm. That means it's now. There's that right now, that sense of urgency. And then Luke records Jesus saying, Make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because I tell you, many will try to enter and won't be able once the homeowner gets up and shuts the door. In other words, you better do it now. That's such a funny verse. I think that's a really funny verse. <laughs> Again, you know, we were talking about this on the last podcast. Jesus used the stuff that people understood. Their, that they their understood, yeah. Stuff. You know, everybody every day walked through little narrow doors in Jerusalem. Everybody every day shut doors. Everybody every day walked through open or, you know, and a gate and then closed the gate. Mm -hmm. And so he says, you better make every effort and you can just sense the, the urgency in that to go through the narrow door, because there's going to be a time when the homeowner gets up and shuts the door. Mm -hmm. And what he's saying is you've got an opportunity in this lifetime, but you're not going to get another one. In John's gospel, Jesus says, we must do the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. Urgency, immediacy. If we ask what God's work is that he's talking about, Jesus says, this is the work of God that you believe in the one he has sent. So there it is. You've only got a certain amount of time to believe in me. And he's basically saying, and if I were you, I'd do it and I'd do it right now. So altogether, 
these and many other scriptures make it very plain that there is a day with the opportunity to believe. And there's a door that stands open, but eventually it will close. And now today is the day of salvation. So certain is Christ about this, if you think about his own life, that Jesus cried out against the cities of Israel, and he wept over Jerusalem for not recognizing the time of their visitation. He was up high over on a hill overlooking Jerusalem, and he stood up there and wept. And he said, they're sheep without a shepherd. They don't recognize their day of visitation. The Messiah has come, and he's teaching, and he is performing miracles, and yet they don't believe. And so there again, we see the heart of Christ for those who don't know him. You know, a, a second chance for salvation after we die is an incredibly appealing idea. And to, to your point, if it were so, don't you think he would have told us? Mm. Of course he would have. He told us all we needed to know on how to, you know, attain salvation. The apostles taught us all we need to know. No one in Scripture ever teaches in a second chance salvation after we die. We don't see it anywhere in the Bible. We don't see it anywhere in the teachings of Christ. Today's the acceptable time. Today's the day of salvation. We have to do it while we're alive here on this earth, because once we die, we do not receive a second chance. Mm -hmm. And while we don't see that anywhere in the Bible, we do see that charge and that command to us to go into Judea and Jerusalem and to the ends of the earth to share the good news, to share the gospel with others. And if there's an urgency for them, then, you know, we pray that there's an urgency for us in bringing others right. to him. Yep, that's a great point. Yeah. Great point. Well, hey, if you've enjoyed this episode along with all of the topics we've been diving into here in the Doctrine of Sin, then we hope you've recommended or will recommend this podcast to your friends and family and share it on social media. And also subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave a rating or a comment. They help us get the word out about kitchen table theology and bring others into a deeper relationship with Christ. Also, please check out today's episode notes for further information. And don't forget to head over to jeffcranston.com where you may freely access podcast archives and other resources to help your faith journey, like Pastor Jeff's sermons, his books, and his blog. Thank you, Kitchen Table Theologians, for joining us, supporting us, and encouraging us. If you have any questions, be sure to shoot an email to Pastor Jeff at lowcountrycc.org or DM him on Instagram at Pastor Jeff Cranston, all one word, Pastor Jeff Cranston. And as we leave today, we want to encourage you to remember, as always, that the real power of theology is not just knowing it, but applying it. You've been listening to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast with Jen Denton and Pastor Jeff Cranston. Join us next time for more insights into biblical truth. If you'd like to know more on today's topic, you can check out the show notes at jeffcranston.com. You can also email us at pastorjeff at lowcountrycc.org. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes? We deeply appreciate your help in getting the word out. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or in your favorite podcasting app to continue this journey with us 
as we learn about and apply God's Word to our lives. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time here at Kitchen Table Theology.